listening to The Gender Rebels. I'm Kathleen, a cis woman and ally. And I'm Faith, a trans woman. Gender Rebels is a question and answer podcast that explores life outside the gender binary. A big thanks to our Patreon supporters. If you'd like to support the show, go to patreon.com slash gender rebels. Hey everyone, I'm Kath. And I'm Faith. Hey Faith, I got a question. Sure. We talked about this last week. You don't watch transgender TV shows or movies or you don't read the books. I know for a fact that I had the Vanity Fair with Caitlyn Jenner on the cover for like a month on the coffee table and you never cracked it. I didn't. I did not crack it. Although I have read transgender books. I read read Dreadnought. Yes. Link down below, which we definitely recommend. Mm -hmm. And I just today purchased a copy of... The Prince and the Dressmaker, which I've not I've not yet read, but I've heard amazing things about. And you write transgender books. And I write transgender books. Link down below. American Trans Girl now available on Amazon. But TV shows and movies. What gives? Why don't you watch it? You know, it's... Have you always not watched? I, I have a very complicated relationship with transgender-related media. Okay. Because... My own journey, it took me so long to kind of come to terms with my own transgender being mm-hmm. and to transition and stuff. Mm-hmm. So there was always this kind of dichotomy of like, yeah, something would interest me, but also I, I couldn't let it interest me too much, lest I, I give myself away or out myself or something. So this is all when you're a little kid or when you're in high school or things like mm-hmm. that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Like, like growing up, I remember... If there was anything transy mm-hmm. at all, be that cross dressing or trans anything transgender or stuff like that, I was fascinated by it. Like if it, if it came on the show, like I remember, like there were drag episodes of like Silver Spoons, okay, where like Ricky Schroeder had to lost a bet or something and had to wear a dress, wear a dress, and mm-hmm. oh the hilarity and happy days where. Uh, there's like a fraternity initiation or something, mm-hmm. so Richie mm-hmm. has to dress up and, of course, dance with the fawns. Oh, you know? of course. And, uh, you know, that's all awkward and hilarious, or leave it to Beaver. Wally was in the school play and played a, a female character for some reason. Wow. Okay. All boys school, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh, so there are things like that, you know, like bosom buddies. Mm, of course. <laughs> Got Tom Hanks's SAG card. Yes. And, uh, and... The other guy. Whose and name, what's his name? Yeah. What's his name? There's Garfunkel. IMDb. Go find it. I think it was Garfunkel. <laughs> yeah. And, and so I remember things like that. Chippendale's Rescue Rangers had a episode where they had, had to dress to, like girls. Had to dress like girls to infiltrate Fat Cat's nightclub, I think. Oh it's my been a God. while since I've seen <laughs> But that's the point. It was always, there was always some sort of contrived reason mm-hmm. for the character to dress as. To dress as, uh, in this case, and pretty much always male to female. Of course it was a contrived reason. No one would yeah, do that. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And of course, uh, this is something that that Kids in the Hall comedian Scott Thompson said that it's funny because um, a man dressing as a woman is lowering his status. Yep. But a woman dressing as a man isn't, isn't lowering her status. Yep. So Mulan is not... Hilarious. Exactly. Whereas, you know. They did that a lot on Kids in the Hall. They They did. No actors. They were they were very Kids in the Hall were very skilled at uh 
cross-dressing for mm-hmm. their sketches. Mm-hmm. I used to love Kids of the Hall for that reason. And other what? reasons are just hilarious. What do you mean by skilled? Because it wasn't like they disappeared into the character. They didn't, but they they just looked really good in there. They, they tried... Hmm. They didn't do like Monty Python where they were just all old pepper pot, middle-aged housewives. Okay. You know, talking in their silly voices. It was, they tried to to, to be young and pretty and, you know. Okay. So. They all seem sort of pepper pot to me, but. Okay. You know, I was, I was young and, and it was something transy on TV. Gotcha. And it was sort of gay. So, you know, it kind of. It definitely fascinated me. Yeah, I mean, I wonder how much of this is, like, about gay stuff, a gay character on a thing. Yeah. Or the gay, you know, Three's Company or something, you know, now. Well, we, were, we weren't allowed to watch Three's oh, Company. Oh, you neither? No, oh, it was, was too, too was risque, us. too racy. Well, it could turn you gay, obviously. It could. Um, so that's the point. It was always a male character who lost a bet or had some other really contrived reason for breaking gender norms. Yes. And in hilarity always ensued. Of course. Always so funny and funny and funny. And like, I remember there used to be this show in the 80s called Practical Jokes and Bloopers. Okay. Do you remember this? Kind of. Ed, Ed, Ed McMahon. McMahon. Yeah. yeah. And I remember there was one where they dressed a straight cis guy up in drag and, oh and, and he sort of came out to his brother that he was getting a sex change. Wacky. Oh my gosh, how shocking and embarrassing and and hilarious that someone would even consider that. Oh, bro, you really had me going there. Woo! Yeah, so I mean, that's kind of, as a kid, that's kind of what I absorbed. Mm -hmm. Obviously, anytime that happened, my ears would kind of, my interests would kind of perk up and Mm -hmm. I'd be like, oh, that's cool. And I'd be like into it and excited that it was on the show, but I... It was always comedic. It was always hilarious. It was always about someone degrading themselves. Of course. Yeah. So as I got older, I think my ears would still kind of perk up Mm -hmm. when something trans came on. Like, even though I started, you know, as you get older in media, you you stop watching Chippendale's Rescue Rangers. Speak for yourself. Speak for myself. (laughs) And (laughs) the amount of gadget-themed porn on the internet is just absurd. Hmm. But, uh... So there's like a lot of there. I you know you start to notice as you get older your your tastes start going more adult. You get into the PG thirteen, the mm-hmm. R rated stuff. Silence mm-hmm. of the Lambs. I already wrote a piece on my blog about uh. how kind of yeah it touches on transgender themes a bit sort in the of, plot, but yeah. it's it's the transgender serial killer. Mm-hmm. So mm, yeah, yeah, Ace Venture pet detective. Oh god, ugh, yeah. That's you know the the that and like uh, Naked Gun thirty three and a third both played on stereotypes of mm-hmm. like the trans woman out to trick the straight guy mm-hmm. that that's what trans women do they mm-hmm. just want to trick straight men into gotcha. yeah pull that gotcha so there and then there was also like all that stupid um, daytime talk shows your Jerry Springers your oh, Ricky Lakes yeah. your Sally Jesse Raphael's yeah those were big quick to trot out a trans person or. You know, for for shock value, right? Yeah. So it's never like, come out. We want to hear about your journey. Um, what's life like for you now? It was always like, oh, what? Yeah, it was. You know, they'd be like, there'd be some guy dating a a woman, and then the woman's really a man, and it was always, I'm really a man. That's what they always had to say. I'm really, I'm really a man. A man. Yeah. So that's kind of what what I saw. There hmm. was there. 
everything had crying game jokes that was big in the 90s. Oh, the I grew up in the game. 90s. So this is, I was born in 80. So this is going to be very tuned to my knowledge yeah, and, and what I absorbed. Yeah. That makes sense. So younger people uh, out there are going to know anime. I never knew anime. Oh, anime. It's too early for anime. There's all kinds of gender bending stuff in anime. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That's probably why young kids today are like way more cool with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they grew up with it. We didn't have it. I mean, we did have anime, but it was all like Speed Racer and things like that. It was mm-hmm. kind of crappy. Yeah. But there's also classic rock songs, Lou Reed, Take a Walk on the Wild Side, mm. uh, The Kinks, Lola. There were things like that. So there were- there Was were, Lou Reed gay? I think Lou Reed was bi- Okay. Anyway, go on. But yeah, so there was all kinds of, there were trans topics out there, but they were generally very negative portrayals. Yeah. If not comedy, then fear or hatred. Yeah. Or shock. Just Mm -hmm. simply shock. To Mm -hmm. be like, oh, look at this weirdo. Let's all laugh at this weirdo or let's all just gawk at the train wreck that is this weirdo's life. So when you saw that, did you think, I guess I'm a weirdo or did you think, well, clearly that's not me. I'm separate from this. I no, I grew up the whole. T- I grew up the whole time like deeply in- ashamed because okay. I knew I had these feelings. I knew I went to bed every night contriving in my mind like elaborate ways that I could become a girl mm-hmm. via sci-fi technology, mm-hmm. gods, miracles, or magic pebbles. Magic pebbles, any number of things. Uh, never happened, mm. but it did happen. It did happen, but Here with we science, are. go science, hey, science. I I carried with me a deep sort of shame that like because so society know yeah this is what I am and this is what everyone's laughing at yeah this is the shocking thing this is the like oh my god what a in the case of trans women what a, what duplicitous men mm-hmm. these are mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. gay men duplicitous yeah. gay men these are trying to trick straight guys mm-hmm. and yeah that and the the sort of surprise reveal that's mm-hmm. like the big crying game thing gotcha. is like the gotcha uh although the crying game was more complex than that so never did see it should i it's okay mm. i i watched it actually in the same kind of period and and it's not i won't say it's negative necessarily mm-hmm. about uh the trans character but it's I wouldn't call it positive either. And it's like the I shock, would... the big reveal. So well, it's, it's the stories told, obviously, through a male, cis male's point of view. Because Yeah, it's a story. <laughs> yeah. Hello. It's a movie. Yeah. So it is very much you get his point of view. So mm. he's shocked, you mm-hmm. know, and because he thought she was a cis woman. And ah! it turns out she's not. And he's all freaked out. And, and then it sort of gets a little more... Uh, there's kind of a romance there, but it's, I wouldn't say it's, I wouldn't go as far as to say it's positive, although it's not entirely negative either. So, yeah. So mm. speaking of movies like The Crying Game, mm-hmm. as I got kind of older, high school, college, um, my library had, I had my own, I had my own like blockbuster card, my own Hollywood video card. <clears throat> Back in the day, we actually had to go to stores. We went out to get a To get a VHS tape mm-hmm. of a movie and bring it home and watch it. Mm-hmm. And my library, the public library, had a big bunch of... Nice. Uh, tons of movies. They had thousands of movies in order chronologically by when they were received by the library. Oh, for fuck's sake. So you had to go through and like look through tons of them. But I start, So I started being able to kind of get my own movies. Mm-hmm. And my parents were... Not at that point in my life, not really um, 
as major an influence in my life. They weren't they were, keeping an eye on they your were, movie Yeah, we're not options. keeping an eye on okay. my movie options. So I kind of got to explore a little. So there's a... I kind of found that there were movies that were positive okay. in their portrayals. Or or maybe complex in their okay. portrayals. Mm-hmm. And so, I, you know, I would watch these things and I would get... Um, I would make sure I would like hope no one ever caught me watching them. Yes. You know, the same thing with like books from the library, my college library. I remember I would looked up like transsexual ah. or things like that in the catalog and read all those books, but I didn't check them out. I read mm. them in the library because uh-huh. I didn't want them showing up on, on my record, yeah. on my record and some terrible books. They only had like three, but I read them. And one of them I remember was transsexual empire, which is like a big, wow. big, Kinda don't read it. It's <laughs> very anti-trans. Yeah. So, um, yeah. So, well, what were some of the movies? Like, different for girls was a kind of mm. British indie movie mm-hmm. that was again sort of told from the male point of view. Of course. So it's a guy, straight guy, bumps into his old classmate who is now a woman, and and through various things, they they hook up, even though the guys initially kind of hesitant obviously Mm, obviously obviously uh not a great movie but you know it was okay Mm -hmm. its portrayal of trans women was again more complex a little more complex. not want to say 100 percent positive but more complex and then this one mon vie and rose do you remember this one i do this one i watched i remember i watched it on tv again hoping no one would show up because why would i be watching that movie it's crazy i'm just i'm a straight cis guy yeah (laughs) I'm looking <laughs> just, for the game. Yeah. Uh, no, that one is about a little little kid yeah. who I remember wanted to wear a skirt to a party and like the parents are all freaking out. It's Italian or French or... I think it's French. French, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And that was just a, a cute movie. And again, trans stuff is, I want to say, portrayed positively in that movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, Link down below. Watch yeah. it. Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Hedwig. That was That was one I very much enjoyed and mm-hmm. I just loved... I just remember seeing the poster... For it when it came out, and it was mm. David Cameron Mitchell and just fantastic makeup. And again, <laughs> at this point in the '90s, the the difference between trans and drag and and all those things weren't quite right, right. clear in my head. Mm. So, uh, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. So I really liked Hed- Hedwig, which again, <laughs> complex. I want to review Hedwig yes. from my from my blog, yes, but do that. It's complex because mm. Hedwig's not necessarily a trans. She's not transgender. No, it's. Complex. It's complex. Read, yeah. Read Faith's review. You'll see. Mm-hmm. Priscilla, Queen of the Desert. I remember mm-hmm. watching this one in high school, mm-hmm. and it again is complex. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, it features some violence against gay men who are drag queens. Yes. Uh, who? So it's not really a trans story, but they live as women. So yeah, they do. It's kind of. I think one of them might be more trans than drag queen. Yeah, the older one. I think so. I again, again, it's it's a more complex portrayal. So and again, as you as you see these things, you know, progress mm-hmm. into the '90s, and you know, say for instance, early 2000s, you do get things that are more complex, mm-hmm. and, and it's starting to become normalized. You're able to find media where it's not necessarily negative, or the whole point of everything. Yeah, the whole yeah. point of everything isn't isn't shock and humor. It's mm-hmm. it's you're able to to be more complex and. So I remember in TV, the Drew Carey show. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you remember that? Yeah, but I didn't remember. 
Drew and one Carey's, of the guys was a crossdresser? Drew Carey's brother was a crossdresser. Oh, okay. Slash potentially trans, because you only ever saw him uh, uh, in... And in, in, in femme mm-hmm. in, in girl mode, so and that was the joke 100% of the time. It wasn't or even, that was sort it of was the character, kind of normal. All the other characters just kind of accepted this person, huh. and so it was sort of a joke, but on the other hand, it was it was kind of normalizing it, okay? Um, weird. And again, I don't recall every episode of that show, so you know, if there was terrible ones, there you might know, have been some shitty ones, yeah. Yes. And then I remember Dharma and Greg never saw an episode in my life, it was you know. Chuck Lorre. Uh, oh, really? Yeah. Oh. They, uh, they had an episode where, like, Dharma owned a business that sold cross-dressing oh, supplies. Really? Yeah. Oh. And because they would ship them in boxes that said sporting goods on them. <laughs> and that was, again, normalized. It was kind of, like, portrayed as this very normal thing. Mm-hmm. Um, still... Still funny, obviously, yeah. but but Plenty a little more, there. yeah, a little more normal. And and when I say normal, I mean like normal in the sense that like this is part of society. This yeah, is part. This is something that people do. Mm-hmm. We can still chuckle at it, of, of course. course. But it is it is but part of society. It does thing. exist. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And one of the things that was really a huge, huge, huge influence for me was in college catching an HBO airing kind of randomly mm. of Eddie Izzard's ah. Dress to Kill. Mm-hmm. And that fucking blew me away because really? one, Eddie Izzard's hilarious. Yes. And he's hilarious in the way that I like, which is like a bunch of weird history jokes. Yes. <laughs> Things like that. <laughs> and so, and the fact that he, he talked at that point about being a crossdresser and just made it like so normal and cool mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know executive transvestite mm-hmm. and not uh he has a whole bit and check this out please 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 it's hilarious but he has a whole bit about weirdo transvestites and executive transvestites mm-hmm, and he's like mm-hmm. i'm more the executive transvestite mm-hmm. you know and then he talks mostly not about being transvestite yeah like he acknowledges it and he has some bits about it but it's not the whole point it of his whole, it's not like a one joke, a one trick pony. No, he's no. got a lot of really good material and he happens to be wearing lipstick and whatever kind yeah. of suit he's wearing. Exactly. And he, he explained cross-dressing in a way that I had never heard anyone else really explain it so well. What did he say? Um, he talked about being like a male tomboy, mm-hmm. you know, like you like running and jumping and climbing trees and putting on makeup while you're up there. <laughs> <laughs> and... <laughs> He's hilarious, and I can't do it justice just to, like, explain the joke. So please, if you haven't seen it, check it out. He just came out transgender. Yes. And sort of in a in a genderqueer mm-hmm. kind of way, mm-hmm. which good for him. Yeah. I love Eddie Izzard. He's awesome. Yeah. And then the other one that was RuPaul, who, mm. who uh, I, RuPaul's show has some issues with, with trans women these days. Mm. Uh, trans women aren't allowed to compete on really on on drag race drag race even mm. though trans women played a huge role in the development of drag and that's a whole topic for whole another episode thing. but when i saw yeah. rupaul back in the day in the 90s she had a show on mtv and rupaul's just just rupaul's complicated complicated but and at the time rupaul was just glam and beautiful right, and like right. okay what was the show in the 90s it was just like a talk show oh okay yeah she would just interview people. Mm-hmm. So as we get like in the 2000s, later in the 2000s, like you still get negative portrayals. Of course. You still get the idea of like trans women shocking people. I remember how I met your mother 
um, which was a good show for the first couple seasons, mm. uh, had some kind of very negative, like, trans things. What? Yeah. Hmm. Just it, just of the idea of, like, I'm really, you know, the woman who, you know, you go on a date. These are, these are guys, like, worst nightmare fantasy sequences where, like, the girl's like, I'm really a dude, you know? Oh, my God. Things like that. And the same thing, like, Always Sunny has... Always Sunny does have that character, but that one character. at least how it's written is it's the problem of the gang, and yeah. she's just doing her thing and is really hot, and that's yeah, all. and is and is living a happy life, yeah, and, and it is the gang that's just are the jerks, yeah, mm-hmm. and whichever one dates her likes her despite that, yeah, sort of. That's complicated because they also like have that character being kind of like in the closet gay, mm. which again says they get, you know, trans women are men because really obviously men. a gay man is yeah. attracted to them. I, yeah. Again, negative, but rarer. Yeah. yeah. Uh, South Park is another one. Who's on that? I haven't watched it in a few years. No one's been on it, but they just, they, they do some, they did a whole episode about sort of like being transgender, except like Kyle wants to become a dolphin. Oh, and so they. Okay. You know, it's compared to that. So, like, trans people are crazy. And they okay. had they had the uh, high school teacher. Or not high school teacher, but the, the kid's teacher mm-hmm. begot, became Mrs. Garrison. Oh, and And okay. it was just all played as, like, a huge, huge, hilarious joke. Right. So, not a fan of South Park. I mean, South Park still had some funny I episodes. Like South Park in general. But, but yeah. I don't like it when they tackle that. And, again, Always Sunny. I'm also a fan. I've seen every episode. Mm-hmm. Don't like those, don't like it when they do. do Yeah, wish they didn't do that. So, again, things are becoming rare. And then, nowadays... Now, everything's fine. Everything's, yeah. Everything's great. Well, there's a ton of stuff. I think, think, you know, we started seeing, in the the mid-2000s, we started seeing the Oscar bait transgender movies oscar bait and that's like boys don't cry mm-hmm. trans america mm. these are the i didn't watch boys don't cry and i didn't watch trans america so you don't actually know if they're good or bad i don't okay. i i know that i kind of didn't want to see them for the same reason that you know i didn't want someone catching me watching sure sure Ed Wood or something back in the day okay like i didn't want to really, I didn't want to go to the theater and watch a movie like that. I wasn't going to rent it. I had roommates at the time. Okay. So it was, it's, it's very much like, I didn't want to draw attention to my own transiness. Yes. By watching those. And then I'm also, I happen to be personally kind of turned off by Oscar bait movies. Yeah. I, every time like November rolls around and it's just Academy Award season and, and, oh, everyone's doing the, the, really big oscar Beatty movies i just i don't like them i just would rather just watch the movies i watch yeah Yeah. i don't like the ones that are really cramming like i want awards you know down your throat i just i don't dig it so i always felt like those generally fit into that category i wonder if that's sort of a phase in the development of a of a transgender or even a cross-dressing or genderqueer character if it goes from comedy to the bad guy to Oscar bait, and then, huh, maybe I could just be a normal person. Yeah, that's that. Gay gay men went through that same thing. Ah, right. All right. That sounds familiar. From yeah. like Billy Crystal in in Soap in the seventies mm-hmm. to Tom Hanks Philadelphia, trying to oh, what a brave oh, choice of Tom so Hanks playing bold. a 
playing a gay the man. Courage. Yes. Yeah. And so that's kind of how I felt when it was like the courage of these people to play trans characters and mm-hmm. these cis people to play trans characters in movies. How courageous of them. Mm-hmm. I just, uh, bleh, I don't, I just didn't. <laughs> so there's a lot of transgender movies like these days. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and especially TV. One of the Oscar baits that we did watch was Danish Girl, and I, I hated that movie. Hated? Or just, hated. It oh, was okay. trying to make it normal. It was trying to be good, but it was still Oscar bait. Yeah. Because like you said, there's that, there's that, uh, trend, there's that evolution, and we're not quite past Oscar bait. Okay. Okay. It's still too good. There's still too I, yeah, much there's still drama. Exactly. It's still too brave a choice. Mm-hmm. I didn't, I didn't like, actors. I didn't like Danish Girl because- it played like a forced feminization, you know, story that you would read online. Not mm. that I ever read those. Not that I know anything about them. You just seem very familiar <laughs> when we did that live tweet. I did. I see, I was like, oh my god, they're even. Oh, now they're getting the stockings out. Of course. <laughs> um. Yeah, but there's tons of stuff. Orange is the New Black. Mm-hmm. I love Vern Cox. Mm-hmm. Sense Eight with our favorite Jamie Clayton. Mm-hmm. Transparent with Jeffrey Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor. Tangerine. I didn't see Tangerine. You saw Tangerine. I saw Tangerine. I, again, I feel I feel like sometimes with these movies with trans stuff, I feel like I'm supposed to watch it. Like I'm like society people expect me to watch it. Yeah. And when I'm kind of expected to watch something, I I kind of tend to get a little turned off by it. But one could argue in in line of this idea that you're supposed to watch it is like Hollywood is finally reaching out and yeah. trying to tell your story. They are. And again, in a, in, in a show like Sense8 or Orange is the New Black, mm-hmm. where there is that representation. Of an actual actor who's yeah. trans, not a guy in a dress. Exactly. Not a cis character playing a trans. A brave, brave, brave. cis well, actor the playing the bravest a... cis male actor yeah. we could find. Oh, God, Jared Leto. <laughs> <laughs> so brave. So brave. So brave. So I I kind of have a very complicated relationship with transgender media because mm-hmm. on the one hand, like, yeah, I kind of like the idea that there's representation on screen, mm-hmm. even if it's by cis actors. Mm-hmm. But on the other hand, I feel like that it's tokenizing my life, you totally. know, that it's totally that it's. People trying to be brave by pretending to be what I live every day. Yeah. And that's what I don't like about it. Yeah. Um, and that it's Oscar Beatty, which is just another movie genre that I'm just not a big fan of. Mm-hmm. You know, combine mm-hmm. all that and combine my my shame that I still carry with me of like, what if someone catches me? Yeah. I'm watching a trans thing, they'll know I'm trans. Mm. Now they probably would have a clue. Everyone but... watches those. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> now they might know. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's so interesting to me that it, that growing up while trans media was evolving, you were also evolving. So it went from a place where you were like, oh, this is a, this is a real thing in the real world. And your ears perked up and you watched it. To a place where now you're like, stop trying to to make a horrific tragedy out of a using a, a very courageous cis male actor to tell my story. Yeah. Like it's, it's, you know, back when you were little, you weren't necessarily outing yourself by watching something. But now you think you would, just as we're coming to the point where the quality is arguably 
better. Yeah. Maybe not your to your taste, but I've still seen a few here and there. But I remember mm-hmm. I think I think this one story like sums it up. It's like I was visiting a friend of mine in a red state and staying at her house and her husband and me and and her were like in the living room watching TV and it was the show Drop Dead Gorgeous which I had never seen before but as the episode ended my friend turned to me and she was like so the next episode has a transgender character are you do you want to watch that or is that too much right now because like you know and I was like yeah let's skip skip that one but again I just I feel like Every time that I'm in the situation like that, if there's a trans character on the screen, Mm -hmm. played by a cis actor, played by a trans actor or not, I feel like (laughs) the audience eyes are on me. Yeah. I felt like this when we saw train spotting in the theater and there's there's a very negative uh, portrayal of a trans woman in that and... Oh my god! I, as soon as that scene came on, I just wanted to like slink into my seat oh. and disappear. No one's watching. No one pays attention to anyone else in the movie theater. But I just, uh, just didn't want to be in there because that was on the screen. Mm-hmm. And so I feel like that. I feel like eyes are on me. Um, anytime there's a trans thing on TV mm. or on a movie screen, mm-hmm. and I don't know, just, just doesn't always make me comfortable. I understand. It makes sense. Yeah. Okay. Well, I hope the media will evolve. I hope there will be more comedies in addition to the Switch. Link down below. Yeah. I hope there will be just normal, regular characters on normal TV shows and it's not a huge thing. Yeah. Played by trans actors. Played by trans actors for fuck's yeah. sake. And there are. There was, wasn't there. Was Can, Candace Kane played a trans character on Elementary. Oh. And it was no big deal. I never watched Elementary. Never, never watched it. Yeah. yeah. Um, maybe. Maybe. Uh, yeah. And and I hope those roles will evolve from like single episode guest spots or three episode arcs to actually being consistent long term roles for the actors. Yeah, and I think we're moving in that direction. I think we are. And you can tell an interesting story about an interesting life without it without exploiting that actor. Yeah, and I think that again, I want to I want to reiterate. I I don't stay away from all trans media. But sometimes I do enjoy trans shows and things like that, but mm-hmm. not always. And again, just because it's transgender does not... There's, You're not obligated. I'm not obligated to watch it, neither are you. And just because there's a trans character in it or a transgender theme doesn't mean it's always going to be good or that it's always right. going to be something that you even are interested in. Right, right. It again, might be extremely bad, actually. Yeah, transgender anime. There's all kinds of gender switching in anime, and I'm just not a big anime fan. So. Not for you. Not for me. Okay. Well, cool. Uh, To our listeners, we would be really interested to hear what you guys think, or if there are some anime recommendations you can make to each other. I'm probably not going to watch it. By all means, please do that. Comment or tweet or email or hit us up on Facebook, any of those places. Yeah, we'd love to hear kind of how you relate to transgender media. Do you watch it? Do you enjoy it? Do you love it? Do you hate it? Is it a concern that you're going to be outed or that everyone's going to look at you for your reaction? Yeah. Let's let's hear your thoughts. We'd love to. Okay, well, thanks, Faith. Yeah, thanks, Kath. Thanks, everyone, for listening. Thank you, guys. Talk to you next time. Bye.
Bye. If you've enjoyed this episode and want to help us keep making more great content, go to patreon.com forward slash gender rebels. We have many different levels of support and lots of great rewards, including drinks with the gender rebels at Stonewall. Please leave a five star review on iTunes. That makes it easier for other people to find us. And send your questions to questions at genderrebels.com or find us on Twitter at The Gender Rebels. Music for The Gender Rebels is by Jasper the Colossal. Follow the link down below or download them on iTunes today. And for all our episodes, visit genderrebels.com. The Gender Rebels is a comeback sync production copyright 2018. All rights reserved. And to all you Gender Rebels out there, keep rebelling. Bye. Bye. The squiggles looked okay. Okay. I'm talking loud. I know. Um. <clears throat>